lot of folks on our prayer request list. Um, member Ken, I believe Sister Joanne asked that we pray for her. Um, do remember the Doris Rainwater family. Uh, it's just Sister Joanne just let us know that she passed away. Um, Sister Mary's test <clears throat> on January the 19th. I have a follow-up doctor on January 18th. Lynetta has got another doctor's appointment coming up six months from her mammogram, so we also remember her. Continue to pray for Sister Donna Faye, um, <clears throat> Sister Jean's brother Roy, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne, Sister Barbara, uh, Maggie, Brother Y'all's family, Brother Don Real, Sister Mary, as we said, Timothy King, Brother Danny, uh, Melvin Robertson uh, is uh, improving, and so um, do do appreciate all your prayers for our our friend Melvin, uh, Mike Glass, Rise doing good, uh, Brenda Walls. Sister Jean's granddaughter Jasmine. Gotta make sure I'm not on EB here. Uh, Darren and Jason. Uh, Sister Joanne's eye appointment. Brother Jerry's PET scan was good. Uh, Rita's friends, dad. Uh, Norma Whitledge. Donna Cottle, Jessica, and family. Uh, Brother Johnny's sister Sandy, we're doing better. And the mom, her mom. <coughs> sister Rose Todd, her family. Brother Daniel, Sister Diane. Uh, Red, sister Rhonda, and Evan, and Rob. Joe and Betty Howard, Reverend Charles Chester. Sister Gail, sister Gail's great, great nephew. Uh, Rose doing better. Uh, Debbie Scott, uh, Aubrey Bedford, Curtis Stacy. I remember Jim, the Sister Rhonda's family, said their cousin, uh, that family there passed away. Uh, Curtis Stacy. Uh, then continue to remember, <coughs> let me see here, uh, Sister. Ruth Cordell, uh, can you pray for her? Uh, also, uh, Brother Bill Curry, I'm trying to see the ones that I may have not got. Uh, Roger and Barbara Johnson, uh, Brother Matt Giza, uh, Davey Miller, Amanda Almond, Jace, and Brother Keith Brown's family continue to pray for them. Uh, if I missed some, I apologize, but uh, lots of folks to pray for, lots of prayers that we've seen God answer. Um, 
I know that sometimes we don't uh, share all the prayer requests that we may have come our ways with different folks, uh, but uh, it's always, um, I say, it's always, it never amazes me, but it's always a pleasure to talk about how that God answers prayer. I think some folks are amazed that he does. Uh, I'm not amazed that God does answer prayers, uh, but I'm sure so thankful that he does. And what amazes me, I guess you might say, is he does it in spite of how we are at times. And so I'm so thankful for that. But we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will get into uh, our lesson this evening. Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We just love you, Lord God. Just knowing tonight, Father, that uh, you know every need that's been called. Uh, Father, you know every need that's not been called. You know every heart, the desires of. Lord, we pray, Father, tonight that we would just uh, lean upon you, trust you. Know, Father, tonight that you will meet the needs uh, according to your plan and your purpose. Uh, you'll meet our desires, dear God, according to your plan and your purpose. Uh, Father, if we will follow you, we will for surely not be disappointed. Lord, I'm thankful tonight that in spite of how we are and what we do, dear God, you love us. You save us. You forgive us, Lord. Father, I'm just uh, thankful tonight to know that as I come before you, dear God, your ears open, your ears attentive. Lord, please reach down and intervene, dear God, in the ways, Lord, that only you can, and comfort, dear God, again, in ways that only you can. And Lord, we pray tonight that you just draw us close to thee, draw us close one to another, and we'll give you glory, Father. We'll give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Um, if you have your Bibles tonight, <clears throat> we're going to look at two uh, particular places. And I've got my computer open uh, simply because uh, I have a thought. Uh, yesterday, uh, while Annetta was at the doctor's, uh, we was uh, out in the truck waiting for her to come out in doing uh, some study and reflecting in the Word of God. And one of the things that um, uh, I looked at <coughs> was two words God said. Um, it's found 46 times in Scripture. I thought that was really uh, amazing because you and I have 46 chromosomes uh, that make up our DNA uh, in that uh, we find how God has written in us and established us and formed us. And uh, so I, I was thinking to myself, you know, God says and it happens. Um, I looked up the Lord said and uh, looked up Christ said. And, and so you can find these uh, things in your scripture again. Um, God said 46 times, uh, Lord said, I believe was found 221 times. Um, and so <clears throat> when you stop to think about it, you know, the, the numbers you can just go through and you can find all of them and figure all out. So I'm going to read verse one in Genesis chapter one tonight. And then I'm going to read some in Romans. And I guess the thing that I'm getting at a little bit tonight, and we'll spend a few minutes into it, 
is if man would listen to what God has said and believe the account that God has given us, we would be more, we would be better off. Um, and, and I say this tonight, even people who are supposed to be Christians, professing Christians, listening to what the Word of God says, then applying that Word and following it in our lives, we're not going to be disappointed. We're not going to be disheartened because we followed the Lord Jesus. We're actually, in the end, it's going to be more than we can imagine. So uh, thinking about that and then trying not to get too aggravated about the world's aspect of God, see, because the world has a... Um, perception of God that God is there in tragic times uh, for us to call on uh, and he's supposed to do what we want him to do and uh, then if um, he doesn't and something bad uh, something else happens and I, and I thought about this you know uh, everybody knows what's in the news right now with uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, what happened with him uh, tragic I mean scary horrifying there's no two ways about it and all of a sudden uh you got all these people and i don't want to be too harsh but all these people who um are a majority of them absolutely lost saying that they're praying to god crying out to god to touch and, and to heal him and by the way he went home today from the hospital yesterday god did a miracle work now, I wonder how many of those people are going to follow God. Somebody was praying, and God heard their prayers. The Bible tells us God hears the cries of the righteous, but he does not hear the cries of the wicked unless that person is repenting. And so at that point, they become a person of righteousness because they're accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And I was thinking about it in this aspect that nature listens to God. If you stop, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And we go through here and we read verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. In verse four, and God and excuse me, in excuse me, in verse six, and God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the water, and let it divide the waters from the waters." And it happened. We have the earth. We have the separation of heavens. Verse nine, and God said, "Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together." into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so and God said in verse 11 let the earth bring forth grass and herbs and yielding seed and the fruits trees yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so can, can I tell you um, Apple trees bear apples in the apples, seeds are in the apples, and we get apple trees. Orange trees, same thing. Acorn trees produce acorn trees. Hickory nut trees produce hickory nut trees. Uh, 
Go through there. Walnut trees are producing walnut trees. Persimmon seeds and the persimmons produce persimmon trees. Nature listens to God. A bluebird and a bluebird have a bluebird. Deer ha and a deer has a deer. It, it's just history, or not history, it's just scientifically proven and seen that what happens in that process is because one produces the other. And so when I, when I think about this, and, and I, I get to thinking about this, righteousness, belief, faith, trusting in God produces righteousness in our lives. Not ours, but Christ's righteousness is revealed in us. And so I, I was thinking about if we would just listen to God. In the beginning, God and nature listened to God. And then we go down and we see God made man. All right. And so the Bible says that God created man from the dust of the earth. God created man and God breathed in his nostrils the breath of life. And God called his name Adam. Then God said, it's not good that man should be alone and he should have a help me. And God put Adam in a deep sleep, took a rib and from that rib created he woman. And Adam called her name Eve because she was the mother of all and when Adam and Eve knew, when Adam knew his wife Eve, and I'm trying not to be too uh, elaborate on things, but when Adam knew his wife Eve, she produced a child. They, 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 they con she conceived, and a child was produced, and they called him. Hmm? And next thing you know, we've got Cain, Abel, Seth, and Seth comes later on. But but we've got the the three. And they all look like Adam, except for they're all different. And then I got to thinking what it must have been like in that day for man to listen to God. God talked with man. We have the Bible. God's communing. God said. We find it written out in the scripture. God said. And I kind of try not to go too far out there this evening uh, in, in, in getting away from, from what I felt like the Lord would have me to say but we blame God when he doesn't do what we want him to do we pray to God to do what we want him to do and, and by the way what we want not necessarily what we need now as Christians we're praying I hope and praying and asking God for the things that we need, trusting in God to do that. And I do know as Christians, though, we do ask God for some of the things we want. But in asking God for what we want, we're asking his will to be done. And if he doesn't want us to have it, that's so be it. The lost world's not looking at God that way. Then I got to thinking about the scriptures and the clarity of it and how the devils come in and really mess things up. I mean, if you just stop to think about what he's done and how he's played such a role that people listen. And it started in the Garden of Eden. Eve listened to the serpent. I mean, that was non-mistakable. Cain, when he killed Abel, was listening to the devil. He was mad because his offering was not accepted. And, and the Bible doesn't say it, but 
but I can just see the devil coming along and saying, you know what, get rid of him and you'll have a good relationship with God because after all, if Abel's out of the picture, it's just you and God to be working on these things now. And, and, and we see that. God talks to Cain and says, where's thy brother Abel? How do I know? Am I my brother's keeper? I mean, you go through that. But then we go through and we, we read the scriptures and we see what God has said and what God has done. And again, for me, it's real simple. I believe that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's why when I looked at these places, and, 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 and by the way, I will say this, that not every time the two words God said are found together in Scripture is it that God spoke something. There are times when it says, and the man of God said. He was repeating what God had said to him. And by the way, that's what the Bible is to us. It is a repeat of what God said to men who wrote it according to what God said and they did so in that. And we've got this because the Bible was given to us of God through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost to the people who wrote this in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And the amazing part was even the Jews listened to the Old Testament and even today holding to it, but not the New Testament. The same voice that record had us to record the Old Testament is the same voice that we have in the recording of the New Testament. It's the Bible. It's the Word of God. It's God's will. And so, if you go over to the book of Romans, and uh, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself, but yet not go off the beaten path. In Romans 18, we, we all know this. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, they believe something outside the confines of the Scripture. Um, I, I was thinking about this, and I, and, and I don't have the, an illustration to do it, but, but when, I, when I thought about this, I thought, how about the theory of evolution? This has been something that's been on my mind a lot lately how is it that um, if you look at the big bang theory or evolution and, and however you put them together how is it that a explosion creates we all know that an explosion destroys if you set a stick of dynamite off in a rock that rock that was once let's say three foot wide when the dynamite goes off now is broke up into hundreds or thousands or millions however it is of pieces of tiny rock so it destroys an explosion destroys it does not create how is it that you can take an, a, a single cell organism and reproduce it it doesn't happen how is it that it grows four legs has a body that swims and decides to come out of the water it doesn't happen by the way there is a organism an animal that is born in an egg, looks like a fish with a big head, develops legs, and comes out of the water. It's called a frog. And every time a tadpole develops, it develops into a frog. Frogs did not decide one day to stand on two legs and begin to walk, and therefore we all of a sudden got man. Okay? People who hold 
to those type of beliefs are holding to lies. They're not holding to the truth. The wrath of God is revealed in heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Why? Because that which was made known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. God showed us creation. When a frog reproduces in a frog, when a possum reproduces a possum, when a coon reproduces a coon. Again, going back, when man reproduces in man. It, it's God showing us these things. Uh, trees that reproduce the same tree. Grass that grows in grass. And there's different types of grass. And God, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created all the trees, all the herbs. Everything yielded after its kind. So... Why would we not want to serve a God that knows how to do everything right? That knows how to reproduce correctly. And when I say that, I, now I'm not talking about um, you and I and others. I'm talking about spiritually. Here's a spiritual God. Jesus told us in the book of John that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. It doesn't mean that God does not exist in a form, because he does. God is clearly seen. God clearly moves. God clearly speaks. We have the word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. And, and Matthew says, uh, thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We behold the only uh, face of God. And, and, and Jesus talked to the Father, which is in heaven. And so we know that God exists, but, but we're supposed to worship him in truth and in spirit. We're supposed to allow the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost of God, to be in our lives so that we can worship God and honor God and serve God and glorify God. But it seems like today people are getting further and further and further away from God, away from the truth of God, away from the facts of God. And... Uh, Again, one of the things I thought about that's, that's kind of got on me, and, and uh, I, I've still got the notes on it. I haven't presented it out yet. But my Bible tells me that uh, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Uh, the other books say I can do all things through him that gives me strength. Who's the him? You understand, there's a clear message of God, and then there's an uncertain message that the world has today. Christians need to get back to a clear message. My Bible, the King James Bible, says that Nebuchadnezzar looks down into the fiery furnace. He says, and behold, I see four men, and the form of the fourth is like the, the Son of God. But the others say, a son of the gods. My Bible tells me who it is. Theirs are guessing. They're holding the, to unrighteousness. They hold truth in unrighteousness. God has showed us these things. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. All you got to do is look around. 
See what's going on. See what God did in the beginning. Remember right there. For the invisible things of him from the beginning or the creation of the world. In the beginning God created. Not God guesstimated. God proactivated. But God created. You and I have been created in the image of God. We've been created in his likeness. We've got the, we, we've got the knowledge because God allowed it to happen, even though God gave Adam and Eve a choice, God allowed it to happen. But we have the knowledge of good and evil. We know what's right and what's wrong. We should be teaching our children and our grandchildren what's right. We should be illustrating to our neighbors and those around about us who may never talk to us, but they'll see in us the things that are right, our service to God, our love for God, our willingness to follow God. It says, because that when they were known, uh, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. That's what's going on in the world today. They know God as far as knowing about God. They understand that God can do what nobody else can do. I, I'm here to tell you, Take nothing away from folks who know CPR. I am so thankful that just down the two blocks from me, three blocks from me, is a firehouse. And in a medical emergency, I'm calling them. I'm going to trust that their skills and their abilities are going to meet whatever need that I have or my wife has or our kids have or our grandkids has or our neighbor has. I mean, I, I believe that. But the ultimate decision of what happens there is God's. That's understood in this. That's where we, we man begins to think that he's smarter, braver, uh, can explain away God. But yet in, in the times that we're trying to explain away God, at the same time something dramatic happens in our lives and we start calling out to God. And then when God does this, it's like no big deal and we just go on with life. And it's kind of... Like I said, it just kind of got underneath my skin a little bit, and I'm not trying to be too mean. Um, but the scriptures bear out these things will happen. And, and personally, my job uh, as a minister, as a Christian, is to try to tell folks, don't let this happen to us. Let's let's be spiritual leaders. Let's let's be uh, stronger in our faith. Um, the day and hour we're living in, it's easy to get discouraged. Uh, but, you know, the truth of the matter is we, we ought to be encouraged because we see the Bible's fulfilling itself. God's word is coming to pass. And in such, we have the opportunity to continue to reach people who are lost. Um, I saw a post that my sister-in-law and brother put up about uh, miracles. Uh, miracles don't come from touching the screen or saying amen on a post or anything like that. It comes from falling down on your knees and going before a holy God and communing with him, talking to him. And that's true. I've seen God do things that uh, you couldn't explain, doctors couldn't explain. And, and the truth of the matter is, is it happens every day. Uh, and I hear testimonies of people who talk about it. 
uh, a lady placed on hospice because she had cancer and she was going to die. And after she had been on hospice, I can't remember how many years, they finally said, she don't need to be on hospice. That's God. Now, I didn't know her. I, I hadn't even prayed for her. This was something that was told, told to me later in life uh, about what this. This was a testimony. And, and you look at what God does. Man cannot duplicate God. It just doesn't happen that way. We need to be turning our hearts and souls to him. Man's trying to change the glory of God into uncorruptible. Uh, look at what he says. And, they cha and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creepy things. Now we know this. Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and we're more concerned today about a and not to be too mean but a blind bat in a cave somewhere sometimes than we are about how people's lives are affected. We spend millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to protect a, a animal somewhere because we believe it's going extinct or it's endangered. And yet, while we're trying to protect that life, we destroy our own lives. Uh, we fight for one but not for the other. And I'll be honest with you, church. When we talk about the right to life, a child should be born. We have no right to kill that child. But can I tell you, that child needs to know what real life is. And real life is a faith and a trust in Jesus Christ. It's putting God's word in front of ourselves, reading it, following it, living it. Not because if we don't do what the Bible says, we're in trouble, but rather this, because we, if we don't do what the Bible says, we're really rejecting the love of God. That's what puts us in trouble. Rejecting God's love, rejecting God's mercy, rejecting God's grace. And, and that's what it, it said here. God gave them over to these things. Why? They changed the truth of God into a lie. And you and I should be holding to that. And like I said, uh, it's a whole lot of thoughts, and and, and, and I don't want to muddle things up. But <clears throat> the scriptures tell us that God said, and I thought about this, God spoke and things took place. I think about Jesus when he rebukes demons and they come out of people. Uh, when, when he tells Satan to get, get behind me, he, he has to do it. We have an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving creator, an all-loving God who gave us his son, Jesus Christ, to die in our place for our sins, sacrificed his life on Calvary's cross so that you and I could live in the knowledge, in the love, in the protection, in the guidance, in the strength 
of the one who created us. And God tells us that we're to be different than these people here. Verse 32 of this chapter of Romans, chapter 1. Verse 32 is probably, um, we look at it and we think, man, he got them. Look at what it says. These type of people, this type of mind, says, who in the knowing the judgment of God, it has been told throughout all time that God's going to judge this world. It's appointed unto men once to die and after this the judgment. We will all stand before the judgment seat of God. People hear this every day, but they don't believe it. Even though God said it, they don't believe it. And the Bible says, who knowing, they know the judgment of God that they which commit such things, talking about all the sins, the things that was listed here previously and what was going on, are worthy of death. They deserve to die. I do not deserve heaven. I deserve to die. I deserve to be punished. But it's the grace of God, the forgiveness that he gives, his mercy that is everlasting, that brought me out of where I was to where I am, that took and washed my filthiness away through the blood of Jesus Christ. I, I can't explain it or say it enough, but it's true. You and I, the, the things that God does for us and the things that God did for us is far beyond our comprehension. But people know, they know, and they still reject. They're worthy of death. But then the next part is even sadder than that. Not only do the same, they not only do these things, but they have pleasure in them that do them. I'm not perfect. But I know I need to listen to what God has said. It's like I said, I read that yesterday, and it's been on my mind, it's been on my heart, and I probably didn't even do justice to, to how I may have should have been able to do this tonight. But but the world is, is turning away from God. Churches are turning away from God. People who are supposed to be Christians are turning away from God. And we may say, well, I'm not really doing that. But the truth is, is when we believe God is getting smaller and smaller instead of bigger and bigger, we're turning away from God. He should become more important in our lives. He should be of more value than anything that we can imagine. Um, Bible says, seek you first. Matthew, I'll read this and then I'll, I'll close. Matthew chapter 11, or chapter 6, I'm sorry. Let, let's go back. Verse 27 says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his statue? 
And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like, like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither shall we be clothed? Get our eyes off the world, right? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And remember, the Bible says that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's a real simple verse, and I know that it takes effort, it takes time, it takes desire. But we are to seek first the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean seek the riches, that means seek God. Seek our Lord and Jesus Christ. Seek out the word that God has given us. And when we do that, we can be assured that God's going to take care of us. Again, um, if I could say anything, just we need to make sure we put our faith and our trust in the Lord. He's doing things. He's answering prayers. He's working miracles. He's standing by us greater, more than we can imagine. And at the same time, he needs, or say he needs, he wants, because he wants to use us, but he wants us to do the same for him while we're here. So um, set your heart on things above, not on things of this earth. Uh, seek the Lord, follow him, love him, honor him, obey him, and I promise you, you won't regret it. Again tonight, I feel like I just haven't done justice to the thought that God has given me, but uh, the long and the short is, God said it, let's do it, and we'll be blessed for it. Father, I thank you tonight for your love and mercy. I thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us, Lord. Father, thank you for your word. I just ask you, Heavenly Father, tonight, help us be that which we need to be, and do that which we need to do. Lord, I pray for those that are sick, afflicted, those that are, are mourning, dear God, because of the loss of a loved one. Father, we pray, Lord, touch their lives and help them. Lord, help us to be an influence. Help us to be an encouragement. And Lord, Father, we pray, help us to be a light. And we ask you, Father, these things tonight. And we praise you, Father, in Jesus' precious, holy, beloved name. And amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope to see you again next appointed or afforded time.